Did you know that this podcast is a part of the Jayzo Modcast Podcast Network? Chances are, if you enjoy this show, you'll find other great podcasts on the network, too. The Jayzo Modcast Network offers you a choice of shows seven days a week, starting with Monday. Join Rebecca C. Lofgren, Aaron Illick, and David K. Montoya in Seeing Red. The trio dive deep down the rabbit hole each week with a combination of geek and weird news. Then on Tuesdays, join the boys from the Great White North, Mike Lutz, Rob Bellamy, and Jason Beckard in the movie Madhouse as they bring you everything Hollywood and more. On Wednesdays, Reaper Rick's Tree Frog Expose Cafe, where he crosses the line of limits as he gives us news that is unforgettable and personal views that you'll definitely remember as well. Spend Thursdays with Jim Bennett and Nick McKelvey as they join forces in American Fat Ass Podcast to talk about various topics from news, sports, to their personal lives, all the while with a humorous slant in an unapologetic fashion. Fridays, Rob Bellamy is joined with Mike Lutz as they jump in the Wayback Machine to explore the archives of the JZO Modcast to give you three hours of audio entertainment in Flashback Fridays. Saturdays, join JZO Modcast founder David K. Montoya as he explores the world for a single of Who's the Boss? Then Sundays, finish the week with What We Think with hosts S. Sadie Burbank and David K. Montoya as they tell us exactly what they think about pop culture, celebrities, and the world at large with a ton of vulgarity mixed in for good measure. The JZO Modcast Podcast Network. We've got what you want seven days a week for free. Listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher or like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And don't forget to check us out at jazelmon.com slash jazelmodcast. And now enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.C. Burbank Podcast. Or S.C. Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Let's go make it up. Let's actually make some. <laughs> and see, I came up with more. Google it. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. It's Sunday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am S.C. Burbank. Welcome to episode 51, and we have got full of fun for you. Yay. How do you like that? Full, full of fun. Full of fun. Full of fun. But before we get started... That would be like funful. Yes. <laughs> um, I have a little thing that I have to just share with you. Okay. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it last episode on air, but I, you know, I've, I've been having uh, teeth issues. Yeah, tooth issues. Yeah. Well, teeth. The plural. Oh, that's right. There are more than... One. There is more than one. Well, technically, I have an appointment on Thursday to to get it taken care of, but I, the pain was just so much I couldn't deal with it. So I went to one of the only places that takes my insurance that was open. Oh, okay. So I go there, and they're like, "Well, we need to pull your teeth." And Fuck I'm like, me. And I'm like, "No, <laughs> you're not pulling my teeth." And they're like, "Well, the the roots exposed." And I said, "Look, lady." The reason why the root is exposed is because I had a partial root canal on both teeth. Uh-huh. And she's like, well, the nerve's exposed. I said, just fill the teeth and I'll be on my merry way. That's all I want you to do. 
And she's like, well, let's take some x-rays and we'll go from there. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So she takes the x-rays, which I actually have a copy of. Oh, cool. And from here... And I'm going to scan this for you folks so you can see what I'm talking about. But from here to here, you're going to see a big open space in my teeth. Let me see here. Um, Okay, the darker, the black spot area. Yeah, it's like almost a perfect square. Okay, yeah, I see that. So that is, uh, what is it? It's half an inch deep by two-thirds of an inch. Half an inch? They said half an inch deep by two-thirds of an inch wide. So, in other words... The, Not half a centimeter, but half an inch. She said inch. Well, actually, a centimeter is, what, 2.54 inches. That's almost worth Half an inch deep. Yes. Mm. And she's like, oh, you are you must be in a lot of pain. I was like, well, that's why I'm here, lady. Yeah. You know? And she's like, well, your insurance won't cover your a, a full root canal for that's your back teeth. To, that's why she wanted to pull it. And I'm like, no, because I called my insurance to find out beforehand, before I even walked in the office. I, I called him. I said, look, this is what my issue is. What can I do? What what am I allotted to yeah. have done? Right. And they, you know, they told me the whole shebang. I'm like, okay, cool. So jumping back to the office, she's yeah. she's like, you know, just let me pull your teeth. And I'm like, I am 37 years old. Okay, the only missing teeth I have are my wisdom teeth. And there's no way in hell you're going to pull my teeth. And Sadie... Especially not when it's unnecessary. Yes, because all she has to do is just fill it. Yeah. That's all... Yeah. I mean, the guy did it before, and he filled it, and it was fine. Unfortunately, the filling fell out. Yeah. It happens, I understand. She looked at me dead in my eyes, and it creeped me the fuck out. She's like, oh, come on. Let me pull out your teeth. Oh, my God. Did you say thank you very much? Let me out of your chair. Yes, that's exactly Good. what I said. And she, she was just like, it, oh, the, the picture no. of, um, what was it? Steve Martin in the, the Little Shop of Horrors, uh-huh, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. with the dentist. Right. That was what was popping in my head. And she was oh. like, like, Oh, Jeez. let me pull out your your G. Uh-uh. She's like, no, Igor. No, fuck that <laughs> shit. Uh-uh. Oh, my God. So, oh, no, that sucks. So I'm walking around with a big-ass hole in my mouth until Thursday. Uh, which is tomorrow for us. Well, yeah. I mean, literally. Really, yes. In real time. Um, and it has not been enjoyable experience. No, no. Oh, man. So there, there's my little That's, story for you. Oh. It just people it's you know it's it's really kind of scary sometimes when you run into a professional i don't care whether they're professional car repair people dentists doctors lawyers or what but it's amazing how many times you get this straightforward look out of them and the total bullshit roundabout yes and 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 they're like fucking shocked when when you don't swallow it and say okay do me again i mean You know, it's like I, it was like. Oh, 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 it gets better. I forgot. Okay, so she's like, mind you, those that those X-rays are right here in the very back of my mouth. Yeah, yeah. nothing here. Right. Nothing in front. Nothing yeah. on this side. Right. It was just in the back. Right. And she's like, well, you know, you need all your teeth pulled. We what? Can, we can get you set up with some good dentures. 
Oh, for And I looked at her. I'm like, and how did you determine this by looking at those x-rays? And she's like, well, you you have um, some type of degenerative bone disease or something, which I know because my dad has it. It is is, uh, hereditary, but... She can't tell that from looking she, at she can't. one sex, one quadrant, really. It's not even a full quadrant. It's an upper portion, or a portion of an upper quadrant is all that this x-ray really shows. Well, the other piece does show some. What are these teeth here on this in this picture? That's just uh, a further, they pushed, they pushed the thing further back in my mouth. Oh, okay, so those are further back. Yeah. It's the so same. she looked at this and at your mouth and decided you needed to have all your teeth pulled and dentures. Yes. Where is this, uh, for the benefit of anybody who may be listening, who is within driving distance of Apple Valley, California, who is this dentist? The dentist's name is Dr. Pipkin, P-I-P-K-I-N. She is off of Highway 18 and Apple Valley Road. She's kind of behind, hidden in a, a corner. Mm. It's almost right next to the Cadillac Ranch mm-hmm. on Highway 18. Okay, folks, so there's one you may want to steer clear of. And you know what the funny thing is? Mm-hmm. As I told the assistant, I said, and I, I, I was, it was a half joke kind of thing. I said, do me right, because <laughs> I do a podcast that yeah, thousands that of people listen to. That's right. You never know who somebody knows or when they're going to talk about you. <clears throat> because I heard him listening to um, NPR, which is one of, one of the podcasts I listen to for news. Oh, uh huh. So I, I seen an opportunity to plug, yeah, you know, our yeah, network, yeah, and absolutely. that's really what it was. Was more. And if she had done what you needed her to, and had done a good job of it, she'd be getting all kinds of praise out of us. Absolutely. Then she did not. And she didn't do the job that you needed her to do, and you know, and I sort of get. To a degree, I sort of get how she, you know, she's a pro, theoretically, she went to medical school and all that crap, and so she doesn't need you to come in and tell her how to do her job. On the other hand, um, her pendulum is swinging way too far to one side. Well, this is the way I look at it, and I I think I've actually adopted this, this ideology from you, is I don't work for them. They work for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. If yeah. You don't... You're paying them. Yeah. I mean, and, and you're paying them to do a job. Now, if if you if you want her to do something that she's vehemently opposed to because it's really wrong for you, that's fine. She can make her, her case and go on. But she wasn't saying that it was wrong to fill your teeth. No, she, she told me... She wasn't even really discussing filling your teeth. She just wanted to jump right into pulling them out. Well, because she said it wasn't cost-effective to her. She said that? Yes. Out fucking loud? Yeah, she said it right to my face. That's not cost-effective to me. OMG. And that's when I said, okay, thank you very much. Yeah. Let me have my x-rays. Bye-bye. Jesus. <laughs> okay, folks, that you heard it from the horse's mouth. Do not go to, unless you want to get fucked over, Dr. to Pipkin. Dr. Pipkin in Apple Valley, California. Okay. See, I told you, you should have yes, given me a good... you should have done good, because now everybody knows you're a rip-off artist. Or am I not even an artist, really? You know, 
I mean, well, you know what? The only the only thing that I would have been okay with is they're like, okay, we're gonna pull those two teeth and we're gonna put implants in. I could see, yeah. And when 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 she said those had to be pulled, and I thought, and then you said how deep the hole was and everything. I thought, well, okay, possibly they do need to get pulled. But your whole all your teeth? No, no, no. She just wanted a quick and easy buck. But unfortunately for her, she don't know. I. Like I said, you know, that weird disease that's hereditary. Yeah. My dad has it. Oh, God, it's a good thing she didn't know that. She really would have found it at home with if that. If you look at my teeth, yeah. if you look at the roots, my roots are curved. Yeah. They, they're not completely up and down. They actually no, curve this No, they do kind of lean a little bit, yeah. And how I know about that is because when I had my wisdom teeth extracted, they were freaking out because they didn't they wouldn't come right out. They literally had to turn uh, and pull and work them out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, we get together. Well, let's do, we have a brand new segment that oh, we always oh. do. Well, not we always do. This is the second time around. And we don't have a name for the segment yet, but we'll find out what the Twitters tweet. There you go. Oh, that's it. Um, and what we do is because the... I was thinking we could say it was the tweet plot, but then that would be... <laughs> that wouldn't be quite right. We find out each and every week because our our numbers for the Jaisal Modcast is growing daily and yes. substantially growing. Yes. So now it's part of our segment to find out just how many Twitter followers... How many Twitterers are there? Yes. Twitter too. Okay, last week was 700... No, it was 822, 800. I think. Okay. Well, this week we are up to 908. Yay. All right. That's good. And... It's, it's going about 100 a week. Yes. And mm. DJ Ruggs, that's R-U-G-Z, was our latest follower. On, okay. on the Jaso Modcast Twitter page. On, well, thank you, DJ. I don't know if that's for Dolly June or David Johannes, but uh, whatever the hell. It's just first names again. <laughs> but that's, and it may not even be that. It might be dumb junk. Who knows? <laughs> or disc jockey. Or that. These uh, tweet names are. Because I was looking at down here. Head. You see down here. He's got a, a brief oh, well. uh, a bio of who he is, and it says that he's an L.A. producer and DJ. Oh, well, then so. that's why it's DJ. It's not his name. It's his what he is. Yes. So, again, thank and you. He's a, and he's a follower? Yes. Awesome. Follower. Awesome. Um, cool. Thank you, DJ. Yes, and that was what I was going to say. Is well, thank actually, you to everybody. DJ's probably not his. Uh, call me call me DJ. I mean. Rugs. It's like. It's like. I don't know what his name is, but DJ thank Ruggs. you anyway, DJ Ruggs, for listening and tweeting. We appreciate it. One of these days, David's going to teach me how to do stuff on Twitter that you'll want to follow besides just whether or not our show is out and what it is and stuff like that. I'll do some cute things if I can figure out how to do it in another life. Anyway. Okay, I'm just building up here, kids. Um... We didn't get no emails this week. We, we did not receive any emails this week. So let's use our brown bag time yes. to remind people <laughs> to email us. Okay. Um, 
not only to remind them to email us, but you remember like what was it last week or the week before when we said, let us know if you guys have broadband access oh, restrictions yes. Yes, yes. in your country, uh, wherever your country uh, is that you're listening to us. And we heard zip from anybody. And I thought that was kind of strange because I don't think that's an unusual question. I don't think that's a, it goes without saying kind of question. Right. You know, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, um, so, so let's encourage re- Regardless that. if you think it's a dumb question or not, we want to yeah. know. Even if you think it's dumb, that's right. Even if you're here in the United States and you yeah. have some type of restriction wherever you're at, whatever state right. you're at, we want to know. It's not just for people that's outside of us. If you do have broadband restriction mm-hmm. and you know why, let us know. Yes. Because we're still in a quandary about what the fuck is going on with this in the first place? Right. Why, why is this even happening? You know, we have, we speculated about <clears throat> broadband vehicles from the web to the consumer right. being limited in certain areas, and that may be part of why. Right. But it's speculation on our part. So if you have access issues, and you understand them, or even if you don't understand why, let us know. We want to hear from you wherever you are. You know, our friend Russo. Uh, he's I, in Arkansas. Yeah, he's in Arkansas. He just got um, broadband in in that area. Really? They were using um, DSL. They had dial-up? It's one step above dial-up. Oh, oh, that's right. I remember DSL, yeah. And... Oh, I was like, because I always asked him, I said, you know, why don't you listen to the show? Yeah. And he said that in the small part where he lived, and it wasn't too far from where we used to live. Yeah. Um, it's it's a pretty rural place. And he goes, it's not available. You yeah. can't, well, you can try to just try to stream, you know, the radio, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't work. It was, yeah. The internet wasn't fast enough. So, yeah. but now he's excited. He just got uh, broadband. Yeah. That's great. That's so I'm great. hoping Al's listening to our show now. Hey, hey, Al and Virginia. Oh, you put Marjorie. Spot. Virginia. <laughs> Victoria. I, no. Victoria. It's a, it's a B name. I see it on my email, or I mean on Facebook every now and then. Well, anyhow, Allen and Company. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, he's actually um, he's expecting his fourth kid. Any day now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Veronica. A, Her name a, is Veronica. Veronica. I see. I knew it was a V name. There you go. Sorry, it took me a minute to remember. Our guy in, uh, wasn't it Venezuela? Mm-hmm. Also a V name. Was the one who brought this broadband access issue up in the first place because uh, he was wondering, was it a governmental right. thing or not? Because so, what was he? He was getting our podcast like on Tuesdays or Wednesdays or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well... That, yeah, actually, that doesn't have anything to do with the broadband thing, necessarily. That's right. He was asking about when it drops. Yes. Yeah. Oh, why? Why was it dropping? And why was it dropping there at a diff- on a different day than everywhere else, right. basically? And I think that's how we got into the whole thing. And then the guys up in Canada said that they have actual restrictions, restrictions on their access to broadband so that you know there are lots of internet issues worldwide web issues that we're 
not aware of. Right. And so that's why we ask for people to send in the email to us. You don't have, it doesn't have to be elaborate. And you don't have to really know what you're talking about because we won't know the difference anyway. <laughs> but just let us know if, if this is uh, for you an issue. And where you are, of course, would be um, interesting too. Yes. But then we'd have some emails to read on the air, which we will do unless you ask us not to. So there. Yes. So that's it for the brown bag email special email special yeah. all right we'll get together each and every week when we find out what semi-famous fuck who croaked right and we call that saying goodbye to the sf f c yes yes um as uh, a a person that come out of the 60s are you familiar with felix Denton, uh, dennis well you asked me this earlier right no no Oh. That was somebody else. Oh, that was somebody else. Okay. Who? Felix who? Felix Dennis. Not by that name, no. Give me more. Okay. <laughs> Felix Dennis, uh, he he was a hippie back in the 60s. Weren't we all? And he was very much anti-government. And Weren't we all? He started a magazine. Well, he's gone on to build an empire, a magazine empire. Like, uh, I think Maximum, which is one of the largest selling men's magazines, Maximum Magazine. Um, well, he passed away. Oh, okay. And that's who is our saying goodbye this week. In fact, this comes from the New York Times. That's how big of a, a, a thing he is. Mm-hmm. He was very flamboyant. This is him right here in the middle. Uh, yeah. Great time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, see right here, the publisher who built uh, Maxim, America's Most Successful Men's, and, and being a guy, I knew that myself, um, he was only 67 years old, and it says Ooh. that he had throat cancer. Well, he's got a, a stogie right here in the picture. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, well... But yes, he was he was somebody that he, he his original magazine. I'm trying to remember what it was called. It was just a, a small little magazine that he put out in the 1960s, and it caught on. It, Doesn't say in the article. Let's see. I haven't seen it yet. Go ahead, page down some more. Now it's the last picture of him here. Oh, yeah, he didn't age well, and none of us do, does. Um, let's see, he put out Blender Magazine, Chilling Rolling Stone, and we, I'm going to have to cut out all this dead air. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just curious if it said, if you would think it would say what his first publishing effort was. Well, his circulation, his worldwide circulation was over seven, like six, yeah, exceeded 700,000. That's insane. That's for publishing, for a magazine? Yes. And his net worth was over $800 million. Let's see. Ah, there it is. Oz. He called it Oz. Oz. That's what he has on his shirt. Yes, that was that was his first magazine, and it was based on um, 
counterculture. Yes. You know, just to kind of, and I guess oh, it would it. fit. That was where you hated everything. <laughs> really? And that's, I guess that would fit during that time. And, it, and it's literally, you know, just uh, a hippie, you know, expressing his own views about everything in the United States, you know, turned it into a magazine empire worth $800 million. So, hmm. not bad. Not a bad Gig. Nope. At all. So. Well, okay. So, bye-bye, Felix. So, that's it um, for Felix. Like I said, he cashed out at 67. So, bye-bye. Yeah. All right, kids. Okay, that's our SFFWC. Sunday's name is Baku has croaked. Moving right along. He fits that that perfectly, by the way. Semi-famous. Fuck the group. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect choice. <laughs> okay. Um, this week, we also check out who puts aside their egos and does something good for somebody else. Yes. And we call this The Helping Hand. Yes. Now, they've done this before. Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield. I know Emma Stone is. Andrew Garfield's new... The new Spider-Man. Okay, I know him. Yes, he cute. is the boyfriend to Emma Stone in real life. Yeah, he's a very cute kid. Um, they're coming out of a restaurant, and of course, they're surrounded by paparazzi. And they, they've already they've already said this once. Um, they don't want the, the publicity. They want if if you're going to publicize something, publicize something worthy. They don't feel that they've done anything to really be publicized about, other than the fact that they act. So they came out of the restaurant holding some signs. And let's go ahead and open that up for you. And <laughs> I know you can't read it, but we'll get there. Okay. So they're covering their face, and because, you know, that's the money shot right, is the face. Right. And they're holding these signs up. And, and obviously you can't read what it's saying. So I took the liberty to blow it up for you. And Emma's is, good morning, we are eating and saw a group of guys with cameras outside, and so we thought, let's try this again. We don't need the attention, but these wonderful organizations do. And then it goes an arrow pointing to uh, Andrew's car. And then Andrew has youthmentoring.org and autismspeaks.org, which I thought was absolutely awesome. Absolutely. And then don't forget the www.wwo.org and, and some other ones as well. And it says, uh, here's to the stuff that matters. Have a great day. And oh, I thought cool. that was just awesome. That's because, very cool. Yeah. You know, most, most celebrities, regardless of what they say, you know, they need the paparazzi to stay in the public eye, to, to matter amongst their peers and because, I think a lot of them like it too yes and you know these two again regardless of what they say right and these two you know they they do something I mean that's admirable to me it's I, very admirable I think it is and they and I like their choices yeah. WWO I'm not familiar with that is that world is that the is that the animal one world that, wildlife organization yeah or yeah like yeah <clears throat> I actually get mail from them too and I actually send them money sometimes 
Um, and then Gilda's Club in New York City, I suppose that has something to do with struggling humor, uh, uh, comics or something. Maybe. After, yeah. Gilda, after Gilda Radner. I'm just guessing. I really don't know what Gilda's Club New York City is, but I'm guessing that's probably it. But I thought it was a very good thing, and then when I blew it up to find out what the sign mm-hmm. said, and as soon as I seen Autism Speaks, I, mm-hmm. they had my support all the way. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's very cool. Very cool. Good go, guys. Good for you. So that's it for this week for The Helping Hand. It is Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. They get kudos and big stars. And now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Roberts Field Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com.
All right, now we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of the show, kids. Don't say meat and potatoes. I'm on a no-carb diet. You are? <laughs> yeah. I just started a couple of days ago because um, I, I had gone online to investigate uh, anything that's new in the world of pemphigus. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I have a chromosomal disorder that is called benign familial pemphigus. Um, and what it is is the chromosome that, that helps your skin properly form mm -hmm. is fucked. And so, I mean, I have skin, but it's um, not real strong skin. Uh -huh. And uh, it's prone to outbreaks, especially in places where clothes and, and things rub on it. Make contact. And, yeah, and it's sweaty. And, you know, we could get real ugly here, but we don't need to. Um, anyhow, it, it's a not contagious because it's a chromosomal disorder it's a genetic problem right mommy gave it to me thank you mommy um god bless her she suffered with it in in, in a time when they didn't even know what the fuck it was i mean when she was finally diagnosed in her 60s um she was one of three people known to have this disorder really yeah it's very very rare the incidence right now is one in a million has it which is really rare um, and some of that could be blamed on people not reporting their condition mm -hmm. or their doctors not recognizing or properly diagnosing their condition. So the incidence of, uh, of occurrence may be actually higher than that, but the published numbers are one in a million. So finally made something that was one in a million. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um... All you can do is, is treat the symptoms right. of the disorder. Um, and that's not, the, the treatment for the symptoms is not uh, real effective. I mean, I, I take tetracycline a couple of times a day, and, and then I have a plethora of creams and whatnot that I can apply. And, of course, a lot of body power to keep me from sweating and all that crap. And I'm, I'm sure all you guys are really excited to hear all this. Anyhow, um, so I went online to discover if there or see if I could find if there had been any discoveries made recently in terms of ways of treating the symptoms uh, more than what I had done in heretofore. And... Um, it's a common name because benign familial pemphigus is kind of not easy. It doesn't roll off the tongue all that well. Right. Uh, they call it Haley Haley after the guy who named it. Okay. Um, or, yeah, it was a guy. Um, yeah, when my mom was diagnosed, I remember her telling me they had to kill a rhesus monkey in order to make the diagnosis. And the, the diagnosis has something to do with the laryngeal cells in a racist monkey i don't really know. yeah it's it's very strange anyhow um so i went online and i was reading you know people posted different things you know and 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 fortunately i have um two things that are fortunate one i didn't even have uh constant serious breakouts of this problem until i, I was in my 60s which is cool Okay. Um, lots of people start way earlier than that. And two, I don't have um, 
the widespread effects of the disorder that a lot of people have. This is a, it's it's a multi-opportunistic situation. It'll go for anybody. Doesn't care what color you are. Doesn't care what sex you are. Doesn't care how tall, fat, skinny, whatever. You're you know if your genes <laughs> genes are fucked, your genes are fucked. <laughs> um, so. Uh, and it isn't it isn't dominant in any particular race or demographic of any kind physiologically that, you, that you get it, you we're get aware. It. Yeah. So um, anyhow, a lot of people have a lot more outbreaks in more places on their bodies than I do. Some people are affected all over their bodies. Right. Uh, guys particularly have problems you know, in some of the places that they have outbreaks are not fun for guys, you know. Um, in the genitalia area. And that, yeah. Uh, so, well, it's like it likes it's it's like bacteria. It likes warm, dark places. Right. You know, uh, and the sweatier the better. So there you go. Um, in any case, so I was reading postings that people had put up of. of things they wanted to say about the disorder and their coping. Right. And several people mentioned that they had noticed remarkable improvement in outbreak in terms of frequency and severity when they eliminated the carbs from their diet. Uh, one woman said she's um, an ICU nurse and she said it really pisses her off when doctors insist that diet and the, and the disorder are not related um, and 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 I get what they're saying they're saying that because it's a genetic disorder it doesn't have anything to do with diet right but but her point was I know that but the diet as it relates to the control of the symptoms is related right and uh, she and several other people have noticed like I said a marked improvement uh, in uh, the symptoms that they've had and she actually she said she was on it for a couple of weeks when she really noticed that it was beginning to the symptoms were dissipating and then she became symptom free for oh, wow. several months and then they went on a vacation and she like carved out you know pigged out for the carbs and she broke back and down. she started getting little lesions again and which is really kind of how it starts you get these little pink pimply things and you go hmm wonder what that is you know well you know what it is but i mean you 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 hope it isn't <laughs> maybe right. i just maybe it's just a mosquito bite uh, but no, it isn't, and it just goes from there. You know, if you uh, untreated, if you catch it right away, then the little pink, pink pimply things go away, and you're good again. But uh, if you and see, that was my mom's problem. They didn't know. You know, this was when she was in her 60s. She's been dead since 90. She's 100. This is 40 years of 40 years ago. Okay. Okay, roughly 40 years ago and more that she suffered with this. When doctors didn't know what the hell to tell her, they. They'd say things like, oh, you must be allergic to dye, so don't wear anything dyed, you know, like navy blue. Don't wear anything navy blue because it's been dyed and you're allergic to dye. And then they'd tell her, don't wear any particular kind of material, like rayon. Don't wear rayon, you must be allergic to it. Uh, they blamed a lot of her symptoms on allergies. 
Because it was convenient. Allergies were a, a big thing in those days to, com to complain about and, and to be blamed for things. So, you know, okay, it must be you're allergic. Right. And, and it took many, many, many years of her having to go to the doctor and go through the whole story and get told the same runaround, you know. And, and when she finally found a doctor, a dermatologist, who had an inkling, because the, it, the disease has been known for a long time, it's just that the, the reported incidence of it is was so minimal right. that nobody had any information. They didn't know anything about it, you know. Well, when the guy finally suggested this possibility to her and they did the test and confirmed the diagnosis, then she had doctors coming from all over the country to look at her. She was, <laughs> she told me she was in his, in his, uh, office on his bed one day, you know, and he had, you know, the feet and the stirrups and everything because that's the groin area right. is one that's affected severely sometimes in some people. And she said all these strange doctors. <laughs> coming in going oh my goodness you know they were like looking at it and all and you know it's all doctors and so it's not matter of you know it's not pussy peeping it's just right it's you not know, sexual it's, right it's just looking at the disease disorder and so uh, you know she it was they wrote her up she was written up somewhere i forget where but anyhow um <clears throat> now they know more about the disease process and so you know it's not so difficult to diagnose. When I went to my dermatologist, because I, you know, I thought I had like yeast infections, right? And I kept putting it up, putting up with it, putting up with it. Finally, I had enough, you know, because it hurts and it's uncomfortable and it's irritating and it's all those things and more. And so I went to the dermatologist and I spent six weeks with him going around the bush and and I told him at the outset my mother had hemphigus, right? You know. And I think it just parted his hair. I don't think he actually heard it. Well, finally, I mentioned it again, and I th at that time, it, it finally sunk in. So he tested me for it, and sure as shit, bing, I got it. So, and, and the reason that that wasn't automatic, you know, mother had it, right. so I surely do, is because um, in an actual fact, mother had it, but dad didn't. If Dad had had it too, he would have known instantly it was pemphigus, because that's the way that chromosomal progression works. But because only one parent had it, uh, there was a 50-50 chance I would not get it. Right. And then, if I didn't get it, my offspring wouldn't get it. It would die with me if I never got it. But now that I have gotten it, my children, who happen to both be men, if, if they get it, then their children are potentially susceptible. So in other words, if they don't get it, my granddaughters will not get it. Right. It'll die with them. But as of right now, it doesn't seem like... As of right now, neither one of them has uh, had any outbreaks, and they're in their 50s okay. or closer. So, but anyhow, so I read, and as she said, you know, the diet really helped. And this, uh, lots of other people said that. So... Two days ago, I told my husband, I said, that's it. I'm, and I've done low-carb dieting before, but many, many years ago when I wasn't having pemphigus issues, okay? So I couldn't compare. I couldn't say, oh, well, I was on that diet to lose weight one time, and it didn't seem to help my skin, because at the time, I wasn't having skin issues. Right. So two days ago, I told my husband, I'm, gonna, I'm going on low-carb because of what I read. 
and I want to give it a chance and see. And already in two days, I feel better. Already in two days. I can't say my skin is clearing up at this point, but I can say it doesn't hurt. Right. Like it has been for the last three months. So I'm, I don't know whether that's all in my head or not. I don't give a shit because, <laughs> you know, you get to that point. If you're a chronic pain sufferer for any reason, you get to the point where when it eases up, you don't care what it took. You know, a pact with the devil will get it. You know, just do something to make the pain stop or at least lessen. Yes. So in two days, it seems to be better. Plus, I feel better. I'm, you know, so I don't know whether I have carb issues with my body or wheat issues with my body or what and I you know and I know there's like gluten things and all that crap I've gone lots of times without without carbs right and and all I've done is is lost weight and got sexy looking so there I'm going for that I'm gonna get I'm gonna get, well maybe not sexy looking but I'll lose some weight and at the same time I'll help my skin and feel better and feel better so that's that's what I'm up to, and I don't remember why we started talking about carbs in the first place or no carbs. Oh, because I said now we're getting into the meat and potatoes. And oh stuff. yeah, and I said no, no potatoes. Hold potatoes, lots of meat, no potatoes. So we call this <laughs> the, the meat and potatoes. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the meat and no potatoes section. <laughs> the headline news. Yes. Are you familiar with Shia Shia LaBeouf? I am. Cute kid. He's a Bat shit crazy kid. Oh, is he? Oh, What's yes. What's he been up to? Um, Mr. LaBeouf has been arrested Uh-oh. at a new, well, I should add in, arrested and released after outburst on Broadway Theater. And <clears throat> let's see. I think next month I'm going to get new glasses just to play out there. Yeah. Good idea. So he's already making his apologies. Um, let's see. He was in the theater at Studio 54. Uh, he was drunk. And he disrupted the... Let's see. Theater police said... I'm trying to get into the good stuff here. He's playing with a toy. Oh. Oh, this is interesting. Okay, as police officers escorted the actor out, LaBeouf allegedly said, Fuck you! This is fucking bullshit. Do you know my life? Do you know who the fuck I am? How many times have we heard that recently? Do you know who I am? They should have said, Oh, are you Reese Witherspoon? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's see. (laughs) What did he do? Um... Well, okay. He that, disrupted that, the show. Well, that says. part I know. Okay, so they're sitting there. He wasn't part of the show. Um, no, he disrupted it. And he was drunk. He was just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people were walking by. He was, like, on the edge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some attractive woman would walk, walk by and he'd smack their ass. Mm-hmm. Or uh, this one guy in front of him, he, he kept doing this. He was kind of hitting them in the back of the head. And I guess that, that turned into an altercation. As well it might. And uh, so he was... What? He, he okay, was first at, of all, the last time I heard, Studio 54 was a, a nightclub. Yes. So what's with a theater in Studio 54? I don't get that. Culture. 
I know theater is culture, but <laughs> it was a nightclub. When did they put a theater in it? I don't know. I well, honestly don't know. So I'm confused about what Studio 54 theater is. Well, maybe it's a, a theater. Maybe it's not a nightclub anymore. Maybe say, it's a theater. I was going to say maybe it's a theater owned by Studio 54. Yeah, that could be. Okay. Um, so the escort, the police escorted him out. And at the police precinct. Oh, and he is, was yelling at the actors on stage, it said, too. It says up there, criminal complaint that he says he allegedly yelled loudly at the actors on stage. That was quotes. And, and refused, refused to leave. leave because of who he is. Mm. Um, let's see. <laughs> at the precinct, the actor spat in the direction no. of the officers uh -uh. and cursed at him. That's assault. That's assault. He was held overnight. He's lucky they didn't put his little ass away permanently. No, really, that's assault. It could be assault with murderous intent if he has Some type transmittable of, yeah, issues. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Interesting. <clears throat> um, two women said that was it was just an act. Um, who, who said it was just an act? It says two women in the audience thought that oh. LeBeau's outburst was an act. They told WABC. He was brilliant, one said. I thought he was working on a role or something. No, he wasn't working on a role. He was just fucking nuts. He was brilliant? What a wonder about that did they think was brilliant. Uh, let's see. Let me see what else this is. Well, he was held overnight, and the next day he apologized. In February, he uh, started a performance at... Oh, yeah. Uh, do I want to talk about that? No, I don't. It was... Um, but interesting enough, of course, down here, he's got a movie coming up real soon with Brad Pitt. Mm, mm. But, you know, he's not completely finished. Because what happened the following day after he got out of prison? Oh. Jail. No. They didn't put him in prison overnight. Oh, no, jail. He got kicked out of a restaurant for pissing <laughs> on a wall. Inside the restaurant? No, outside. Oh. But okay, they, well, they told him to get out of here. I mean, that's not cool either, but... And look, he's wearing the same shirt he was wearing the night he got arrested. And how do I know? Which was the night before. Yes. Because <clears throat> yours truly had to do a little bit of research. He's got a mud shot. And here's his mud shot. And then let's look at the picture. Now, that's a hoodie. Oh, that's a hoodie. Okay. So it maybe is, not. It is blue. And what's he wearing in the other shot? And over here. Oh, oh yeah. No, it's just a t-shirt. Same so hairdo, no, though. The same. Well, if you can call it a hairdo. Yeah, really. A hair not be. So, uh, he's been quiet for a while, but now I think he's he's uh, he's ready to, to join our ranks of uh, celebrity idiocy. There's so many. There's, it was it was actually hard to pick there are from this so week. So many. You'd be surprised, really. You would be. Um, you know, I'm from the time when somebody did something like that. It, they did everything they could to hush it up mm -hmm. because it was embarrassing it, well it was inappropriate to say the very least but eh, not anymore anymore uh, it's how about Gary Oldman are you familiar with him oh yes very good actor he very is in actor. some hot hot water uh oh 
Yeah, don't talk bad about him. My husband likes his work too. Oh, I like his work too. I do. But he, he uh he's good. Uh, let's see. Most politically revealing part of Gary Oldman's Playboy interview. So he did an interview with Playboy. Yeah. And let's see. Where do I start? Contains a rather poorly articulated defense of Alec Baldwin and Mel Gibson after their nasty, bias-tinged public outburst. What does that have to do with um, politics? There were a number of remarks in the article that may have, might have prompted an interest group to try to obtain contrition from old men on behalf of all fans of science fiction film fulfillment, of which I am way one. Yeah, I think I have the movie on DVD. I totally love that movie. I watch it all the time. So does Ernie. He's so good in it, too. But he ended up expressing remorse um, because... What it came down to is with... Uh, oh, here's why. It says, I am grieved by Oldman's disdain for his own work in that project, but he ended up expressing remorse for suggesting that Jews run Hollywood. Isn't Oldman a Jewish name? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, truthfully. Honestly, that's what I thought, but I, I, I maybe not. I mean, Goldman. But because... But I guess Oldman and Goldman are not necessarily... But I don't know. Alec Baldwin and Mel Gibson both, I guess, said, you know, Jewish... You know, they went on a, a, a rant about the Jewish people in Hollywood. Mm. And pretty much he went on record saying, well, it's true that, you know, the majority of the executive level of people are Jewish. Well, there are a lot of, uh, historically, uh, you know, we watch Turner Classic movies all the time. Right. And TCM frequently discusses the backgrounds of the artists in the movies, uh, the directors, the producers, and people of that uh, skill level, and frequently mention the names, and many of them are uh, names of that one associates, I should say, with uh, Jewish people. Uh, but there's there's sort of some reasoning behind that. A lot of the way back when the movie era began, okay, when when back in the talkie era, a lot of the the artists, theatrical artists and and uh, vaudeville artists and so on, uh, a lot of those people came to Hollywood to make movies, and a lot of those people were Jewish. Uh, it just turned out that, that that was one of the things they right. did. Um, so, you know, historically, um, there's a huge influence in the business of the Jewish population, but that is not to say it's got Jewish influence, right. if, if you follow me. No, I follow you completely. So... I'm not sure what Oldman, what point Oldman was trying to make. This is actually a quote. It says, I don't know about Mel. He got drunk and said a few things, but we all said those things, Oldman said. We're all fucking hypocrites. That's what I think about it. 
The policeman who arrested him has never used the N-word or the effing... Or, or that effing Jew. The policeman who arrested him has never used... The N-word. I'm being brutally honest here. It's... I'm not sure that sentence doesn't make any sense, but that's okay. Let's see. It's or, the hypocrisy of it that drives me crazy. Maybe mm. I should strike that and say the N-word or the F-word, though there are two F-words now. There is? Uh, I'm not sure what he's... I'm not sure what point he's trying to make. Is he for it or against it? I'm not sure. But I'm going to go ahead and drop it right there. But, yeah, um, he's... he's pissed off a lot of people because okay well, back up here the one thing I do find interesting about this section of Oldman's remarks which are the least interesting part of an otherwise good interview is not that of his defense of Baldwin and Gibson but the reasoning behind it namely Oldman thinks that racism and anti-semitism and homophobia are fairly common well, I don't disagree with that. They are fairly common. Racism, anti-Semitism, and homophobia are rampant all over the place, Absolutely. not just in Hollywood. But they've... What? what? Go ahead, ask your question. Well, he, I'm not sure why he brings this up. He says he finds it interesting. Okay. I don't understand why anybody is questioning. If that's what his remarks were, I don't see why anybody's questioning the remarks. Well, the Jewish community is pissed at him. Because he said anti-Semitism is fairly common? Mm -hmm. They, above all people, should know that. They're the ones that have to deal with it all the time. I don't have to deal with anti-Semitism. I'm not Jewish. <clears throat> but the people who do have to deal with it, who have to put up with it, just like homophobia uh, doesn't affect me either because I don't happen to be gay. Right. Um, I don't know why they would be upset. I would think in a way they'd be glad it was said because people need to be aware of the fact that those attitudes are very common and should not be. But I really I'm, don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the whole, you know, without having read the whole article and the article to which it refers in Playboy. Right. I'm not real sure what we're talking about at this point. Okay, well, we're going to move on to the next one. This okay. one's pretty straight and clear. Okay. North Korea takes on new U.S. movie as an act of war. <laughs> and this comes from ABC's News. This is... I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. North Korea is warning that the release of the new American comedy about plot to assassinate leader Kim Jong-un would be an act of war. Oh, the movie about it. Yes. Not, it's, yeah, it's a movie. It's not really. Yeah. If the U.S. government doesn't block the movie's release, it will face stern and merciless retaliation. <laughs> An unidentified spokesperson for North Korean foreign minister said in state media Wednesday. He didn't mention the movie by name, but was clearly referring to the interview which stars Seth Rogen and James Franco as a producer and a talk show host who lands an executive inter interview 
with North Korean dictator and and uh, uh, are then asked by the CNA to assassinate CIA. What did I say? CNA. CNA. Uh, That's kind of an interesting one. Well, I would see it because, number one, I like James Franco and I like Seth Rogen. I like those two actors. Yeah. yeah. And I think they're freaking hysterical. But the idea of... I mean, it's just... Well, you're talking about a country that, that restricts or tries to restrict people's thinking. Yeah. So, you know, what do you expect? Um, this you know, we forget in this country how really free we are. Yes, we you know, and I and I and I know that's not true. What I just said is a lie. Many of us in this country forget how free we are. Many of us do not. But um, yeah, when you when you live in a in a country that that goes out of its way to restrict your thinking, that's what you get to put up with. This is, uh, it says, apparently, Kim Jong-un plans on watching the interview. <laughs> Seth Rogen tweeted last Friday. I hope he likes it. <laughs> I don't think he will. <laughs> oh, uh, goodness. But, yeah, I, I like those guys. They're always fun to, they, mm. they, they're, they're hysterical. Um, what did it say Margaret Cho and somebody else said about it? Oh, I didn't just for a sec, down to the bottom. Let's see. Keep going. There. Okay. Comedians Margaret Cho and Bobby Lee respectively impersonated the North Korean dictator on the NBC comedy series 30 Rock. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so this guy is just, you know, he hasn't come to grips with the fact that he wanted to be world dominant but he didn't want anybody to pay any attention <laughs> yes yes <laughs> can you believe it's been a year since my north by northwest rant no yes in fact the the satan spawn of kim kardashian and kanye west turned one so what did they do for the child's birthday gave her a new name they held the Coachella. You've heard of Coachella, right? Coachella. You mean I was in the Coachella Valley? Yeah, Coachella Music Festival. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they held the Coachella Music Festival. Of course they did. In honor of their daughter turning one. Was it in North Coachella? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Um so yeah, they had you know all the big stars come and bring presents and had to perform for the one-year-old who pretty much cared probably less. slept through it. Yeah, um, here's an aerial view of, oh my God. of the Coachella, and now the reason why this picture is here is and you can't really see it. Let me see if I can zoom it in more without losing. Do you see that big old white stud that takes up her almost her entire earlobe? Oh, yeah. Was that diamond? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, he, he bought his one-year-old daughter $40,000 diamond stud earrings for her birthday. That sounds something like, like something he would do. I hope she swallows him. <laughs> so, yes, that, that was their nice little 
Kidchella. Before we get any emails from people that go, oh my God, you know what? That child will choke. No, I said swallow, not choke on. Yeah, there's a difference. Because then he'll have to dig through her shit to find him. And don't think he won't. <laughs> <laughs> he will totally dig through her shit looking for $40,000 earrings. <clears throat> oh, and God. this is the the entrance. Kidchella. Oh. You know, my, 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 uh, Son and, and daughter-in-law kind of went through that phase with their kids, uh-huh. with their daughters, when they had birthdays. They went. I can remember them. It, it was progressively more and more elaborate. I mean, the most elaborate birthday party I ever gave my oldest son was took a bunch of his friends and him out to a park in Balboa. Um, well, okay a grassy area in Balboa Park in uh-huh. San Diego. Balboa Park is where the world-famous San Diego Zoo is, right. along with a lot of museums and other stuff. And they have uh, grassy, parky areas where you can go and hang and, and have birthday parties out in the, in the, under the trees and all that shit if you want to. I made him um, a birthday cake. It happened to be Batman. Uh, and we took it, and, and I have pictures of him that day, and it was like his sixth birthday because he has teeth missing and stuff like that. And he had a wonderful time. It was a great birthday party. It cost me maybe five bucks to do. These days, <laughs> my, my kid, that same child, okay, went through the most incredibly elaborate crap for his daughter's birthdays progressively through the year. I mean, right. Bounce House was nothing. You know, they had to have themes, and they had to have uh, special places to have the party. And it was, it was well, we can't go there because we went there last year, and everybody will know. Or, uh, well, we can't go there because so-and-so went there. We need to go somewhere else and have ours. Or to, you know, we need to have a different, better, whatever. Wow. Uh, yeah, wow. <laughs> you know, and it's like, can't you just have, go to the park, go to the beach, not the beach so much because sand and frosting don't work. But, you know, go someplace and just have a, you know, play some games. The kids don't play games anymore. No. And, you know, Dave, David and his friends, they threw a football around. And they played, um, they raced and played tag. It's stuff kids don't do anymore. No. You ask a kid how to play tag and he's going to look at you like you just got here from Mars. Probably, I assume. You know, because it's not on a, a handheld video thing. Right. Speaking of peop- looking at people that came from Mars. Thank you. That was a perfect <laughs> setup, by the way. I'm so good at that way. <clears throat> Other than wasting millions of dollars on this, because that's that's all it on was. On Kinchella. Yeah, yeah, it was a waste of money. Yeah, of course. Um, Chloe Kardashian really upset the Native American community while she was there at Kinchella. Um, sure, she probably could have. What did she do? She showed up wearing oh an Indian, uh, a Native American headdress. But the reason why, it wasn't so much that they were upset that she wore the headdress. That is a war headdress. That's the, the chiefs would wear that particular type of headdress going into battle, going into war. And they felt that that was a direct disrespect to the Native uh, American community. Because not only is she wearing that, but she's wearing it out of ignorance, and that I think that's really and out what, of context. Yeah, 
And they that really pissed them off. Well, one would assume out of context. I mean, maybe she was going to war. I don't know. Why in the hell was she wearing it in the first place? She's a Cardassian. I suppose. Speaking of Cardassians, and I'm going to give this to you because this, this uh, is your find. Okay. Oh, okay. I got it. <clears throat> for many years, we've we've blamed people, for, lots of them, <laughs> for the for the trolling of the world of Cardassians. But today, the uprising, as yeah, it were. Today, we find out who is responsible. Yeah. Okay, take it away. Okay. Well, the headline reads: Ryan Seacrest talks quote American Idol comma Cardassians and more. Okay. So, I, and I didn't know I was going to read this, so I may have to kind of skip through stuff till I get to the Kardashian part. Um, the forklift care, this is from Minneapolis, and this is uh, an article by Neil Justin in Star Tribune, Minneapolis. And it was reprinted in our local newspaper a few days ago. Um, the forklift carrying one of entertainment's valuable properties began to rise above the masses when a producer brought it to a halt. Quote, perfect height, unquote, he barked through a megaphone. The cargo, also known as Ryan Seacrest, waited a beat before responding, quote, that's the first time I've ever heard that, unquote. Because I guess he's vertically challenged? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. What Seacrest lacks in stature, he is five foot eight, if you must know. Well, that's five inches taller than I am, so that works for me. Uh, he makes up for in power. He is paid roughly $15 million a year to host American Idol, which is just obscene. Yes. But anyway, the groundbreaking reality show that blah, 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 blah. He hosts two radio shows, including a morning program on more than 150 stations in North America. Um... And he's, uh, he's working on an NBC drama for 2015 that will, that will star Jennifer Lopez. What's annoying is that despite the challenging schedule, Seacrest, 39, looks like he just got back from a two-week vacation in the Bahamas. Well, he probably did at any given point in Yeah, time. really. Uh, look what I get to do, he said, gesturing to the hyped-up crowd after taping some promotional sports and flirting with fans. I like a Saturday off every once in a while. I do know from other reports he is something of a workaholic. Um, I like a Saturday off every once in a while, but I get out here and my adrenaline starts to rush. I really enjoy the pace. Now, not that everything he touches is destined for greatness. Here it comes. It was Seacrest who masterminded the rise of the Kardashians, a family he vehemently defends. <laughs> Obviously, why wouldn't he <laughs> defend it if he's pushed him down our throats? <clears throat> Last... That, that doesn't make any sense. Last this week, it says, comma, Fox announced... It was carrying his spoof dating series, I Want to Marry Harry. Which we talked about. Right. After only four episodes. And that, I didn't know that was his. Me neither. Uh, I think 
like with anything, especially the TV business, you've got to take a lot of swings to get a hit, said Seacrest. Dressed entirely in black and wearing a jacket despite the rising humidity. Selecting what we want to do is always an interesting process. You have to pick something you believe in that your gut tells you you might have a chance. I've also learned to listen to a lot of people around you. I have a great team that's smarter than I am, unquote. Well, that wouldn't be hard. No. I'm smarter than he is, but I wouldn't want to be on his team. So this little bastard, he's responsible. He is the Satan Claus. He is is, the mastermind. I love that term. He's the mastermind of the rise of the Kardashians. And I didn't like him before. I didn't like American Idol, but I sure in the fuck don't like him now. Well, at least we know who to blame. I mean, um, I'm trying to... looking through this as, as we go here. I don't see anything else that's pertinent to the, to the conversation in, the, uh, but in that, the article. But that's all you have to take away from it, is that he, he is the responsible. He's he the is the one. Now, how, how it all came about remains to be seen. I, you know, that might make an interesting made-for-TV boredom period. Right. How that all came about. He doesn't. It, that, that, he doesn't strike me as the kind of person who would run in their circles, so to speak. You know, right? Um, unless somebody came to him and said, you know, maybe an agent or somebody came to him and said, "Hey, here, you know, you got fifteen million dollars going in one hole and coming out the other every <laughs> yeah, really. three hundred sixty-five days. Would you like to, you know, throw Do some here?" Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it all happened, but there it is. Now you know who to blame. Yes. And with that kind of depressing news, <laughs> we have to close on something happy. Oh, yeah. We should totally close on something happy. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Eddie Vedder. Um, they were in Milan, Italy. Milan, Italy. And they we're closing up, people getting ready to leave, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. they started playing a song. And that was, you know what song that was? Yes, yeah, from it was the Frozen from Frozen. Yes, yes. So I like the little girls that did it on Facebook better. But yeah, he surprised everybody there that was leaving. He gave them a little bit of Frozen. And did they love it? They did. Oh, that's good. I'm glad. It's a, it's kind of a cool song. But those little girls that do it on Facebook, have you seen them? Yes. And they're so good because they just. They just so put their little hearts into the whole thing 
you know, the one older one, she even like, when she goes, there's one part where she's, I forget what the words are, but she throws her little hands back and sticks her little chest out and throws her head back and she just belts it out. It's so cute. They can't sing her shit, but they just, they really do the best they could ever possibly do because they're totally uninhibited. Nobody has ever said to these little girls, you can't sing. Don't do that. Okay. You can tell nobody has because they just get up there and do it. You know, and it's really adorable. I love watching them. So that's it for this week, kids. Uh, come back next week, and we are going to celebrate our one-year anniversary. Of I can't believe doing. it's a year. I can't believe. So for this week, I am David K. McCoy. And I am Miss Lady Burbank. And once again, you've heard what we think. Now you know. See you next week. Good time. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, Sadie Burbank Podcast. Or Sadie Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. The game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Don't make it up. Let's actually make some. And see, I came up with more. Google it. Not what we know, because we don't know shit.